The world we know is a collection of stories, tales, and legends, either real or imagined. All need to be told. There is a place to tell them. So if you want to go there, just click your heels and come join us. The Wizards of Odd. Hello, you have joined the Wizards of Odd. Don, how are you? I'm good. See, people understand that you keep me in the cupboard until you do the show. I do, in the yeah. back. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like Jumpy. Well, that's why I bought that second shed. I had to put, <laughs> there was so much stuff in the shed, plus you, I had to put you in the shed. Teddy, two sheds, Daniel. Teddy, two sheds. <laughs> How's it going? Good? I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, it's happy Memorial bad. Day. Yes, it's hard to say happy memorial. Day. I know, I know. Yeah, but people, there's a lot of respect owed to the people that went and sacrificed for us, uh, more than people tend to think yes. in the esoteric world of bullshit. In real life, it means something, and we should respect that. Yep, absolutely. Um, even I used to say to my dad on Memorial Day that, um, you know, where he says, well, I didn't see any actual action. I said, yeah, but you served your country for three years it in the Marines. Matter. You know, people have said to me, I know people have said, well, I worked... In office, I worked in supply, but you know what? You served. Absolutely. I mean, you could say I wasn't in combat, but you know what? Because of you, other people were able to survive in combat. Yep. It, yep. It's it's really, you know, it's really complicated, but people tend to, uh, if they're good people, they tend to bond together there, and they know they have something to do. Yeah. Yep. Um, <clears throat> at the time you guys will be listening to this, uh, you will have already been able to listen to our interview. And again, it was a long interview, but it was amazing the the information that we got uh our long interview with peter jordan he was actually in studio as we promised um (laughs) he came to my house and i brought him here yes and uh we talked about donnie decker rain boy yes what was really funny about that is um i'm not going to name the podcast don't do it and uh we've had a lot of situations where when we put up a podcast or we tease one that's coming up all of a sudden, this one podcast, among the four or five things that they talk about, they talk about what we're gonna what we're gonna talk about, but it's the obscure stuff. The yeah. Gorbals vampire. Yeah. Who's talking about the Gorbals vampire? Yeah, I Seriously, I mean, it's out there if you want to look. But the, the <clears> one that gets me, I, we said this too. We said if if anybody else is doing Rainboy and Donnie Decker, we'll know that right. people are listening. So you mentioned it, and somebody I, ran out and watched some YouTube. So I'm videos. going to my gig in Pennsylvania. Hey, good for them. But if they waited a few days, they would have got the whole story. Right. If they only waited, they would yeah. have acted. But what was hysterical was I'm driving to Pennsylvania, I'm listening to the podcast, <laughs> and I was going to hear, coming up, uh, the, cra- the crazy story of Donnie Decker. I'm like, you son of a... <laughs> yeah, I know. People are probably going, that man's losing his mind. His but car. he's right. Don, you, you hit it right on the head. If he just waited a few days, he could have listened to our whole show. Because we actually have Peter Jordan. The here. guy who he mentioned was an investigator. Like we had said, him in. Like I said, once before he was here, we talked to him, and uh, the shows tend to run a little longer because it just, and it's, but it's very interesting. If it wasn't a good pace or anything, we would cut it short. But, you know, we could have gone on forever, some of these things. What What's really funny is Don said after... Uh, after the show, he watches me as Peter's talking, and I'm and I'm asking him questions, and I'm just sitting there like with my jaw like a little bit open, like what, what? It's funny, it's funny. It's he really does a great well, job. We love he's, Peter. He's a, he's a very good talker. He's very interesting. It's great. <clears throat> he's one of those guys that can explain <clears throat> relatively obscure, complicated things to you in a way that you understand. Yeah, them. he breaks it down. Yeah, he's very smart. Paranormal <clears throat> investigations for dummies. 
Yeah, that's it, it's funny because when we first started doing comedy together, we we talked and I think the first thing I remember was we did a joke that was just about the same, and I was like, I do that joke, yeah, that kind of thing. But we were just starting out, you know. It was it was something about yeah, I woke up and what's my picture doing on this carton of milk, some shit like that. He had a joke <laughs> like it, and I had one. But uh, and then we talked, and but the thing was, he was just so smart, and we talked about everything but comedy. We talked yes. about comedy a lot. We talked about a lot, but we talked about a lot of other things, and it was just fascinating. But, that's, we both ki- into that but that's kind of me when the two of us started working together many years ago. Yeah. We never talked about comedy. We always talked about other stuff. Well, because we like to have a life. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, that's what I found, you know, because there's other things I've been doing, I've done over the years. I usually have like two or three lives going at the same time. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> you know, like I was doing comedy, I was also doing uh, music with a band. And yeah. then I was also for, for a long time studying martial arts. And people would be like, how come you don't talk about that in your act? It's got nothing to do with my ass. Has exactly my other life. You know I mean? Here's yeah. a, instead of a punchline, you get a punch in the throat. I mean, what am I supposed to do? But I anyway, know. but you keep you got to keep some of your life for yourself, especially Absolutely. when you have family and stuff. Otherwise, you lose your mind. That's why we see some of the guys we know, talented guys uh, who became they do all right for themselves, but they got somewhere because they just it's all they did. It's all they did. All they did yeah. was comedy, 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 night and day, yeah. all, hanging out, making connections, moving up. Nothing wrong with that at all. I'm no. just saying it's a different type of lifestyle. It's, it's a whole different life. Um, I hope you enjoyed our Admiral Bird episode back. Uh, we released that uh, yeah, a that's... week or so ago. Um, I really liked doing that. There's so much more to that. Well, to Antarctica. To the Antarctica. Yeah. Um I want to acknowledge, it, it's really hysterical. Our number one, sh- listen, she's our number one fan. I'm sorry. Bar none, Deb Potts. We have to do a theme now? Deborah Potts. <laughs> well, she should have, like, whenever we bring we her up, we, we should have some kind of a music. Right, we're going to work on it. I'm going to add, I'm going to work on that. Because it's Deborah Potts. But she honestly is our number one fan. Yeah. And we like hearing from her. I love hearing from her yeah. because Deb will send us um, her thoughts on the show she listens to. And most of the time, I mean, they're great. And even the few times where she says, you know, I was questioning this, this and that. I love hearing that. I don't want somebody to just be like, oh, that was great. Well, yeah, I I think that she's pretty incisive and she's actually the kind of fan that we're hoping we get. Absolutely. She fits the bill. And, you know, I don't want to say too much about it because I don't want to get in a big head. Because then you'll appear in the Inquirer next week saying, women found with a huge head. (laughs) 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 No, actually, actually, her, her... I should say this right there, Deborah. Your uh, your comments are very insightful. Very insightful, yeah, and I, I like the way you're, you're listening. You're actually listening. But the funniest thing was Don and I were howling, laughing um, just before we started because I said to him, "I want to mention Deb on the air because she sends great feedback, and I don't know how to answer her, so she'll send like 18 paragraphs, <laughs> and then my answer will be like, oh, nice.' <laughs> you know, it's like, and I don't want her to think that I'm not reading them." Yeah. We, and she gives us tips on things to look at. So, um, Deb, thank you so much. I hope you keep doing that, um, listening to the show. Oh, yeah, it makes it, it makes it, it more fun for us. It really does. We, I get look, like, we get like a feedback conversation. I always look forward to the you know the message from yeah. Deb Potts telling us what she thought he of really the show. Does. I he really does. do. I mentioned that to Don all the time. It's yeah. really great. And we do appreciate it. Uh, tonight, we have, uh, we're going to talk about a couple of things. Uh, because there, there are things that maybe a whole show can't be devoted to one of them, but, well, maybe they can. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there, there's one basic question about them all. But, but we're going to talk about all of them. And the first one is something that 
I don't think it's that popular as far as everybody knowing it and having it rolling off their tongue, but the Dover Demon. You know what it's with the Dover Demon? A lot of people know about it. The thing with the Dover Demon, it's kind of in the same class with uh, Flatwoods Monster. Like small okay, groups, yeah. small groups of people encountered it and saw it at different times, gave the same description, but it wasn't. Yeah. It's not a wide, you know, widely disseminated story. Yeah, but it is an intense one, and it, it got its name from the guy who uh, has the cryptid uh, museum in Portland, Maine, Lauren Coleman. Yeah, he the, gave it the, the name. That's guy. right. The Bigfoot. And he started with Bigfoot, but he used the guy who named this the Dover Demon. He was very young, and he went there to look into it because these kids had spotted it. But now it. It was spotted in Dover, Massachusetts by a 17-year-old, you know, kid that said he was driving along in 1977. He saw a large-eyed creature with tendril-like fingers and glowing eyes on the top of a broken stone wall in Dover, Massachusetts. Then there was a 15-year-old reported seeing a similar creature on Miller Hill Road in Dover, the same night. Yeah, it was like two hours later or something like Yeah, that. two hours later. And then another 15-year-old claimed to have seen the creature the next night <laughs> so on another around. street. Now, when the teenagers all drew sketches of what that alleged creature looked like, he, one of them actually wrote on the thing, I, Bill Bartlett, swear on a stack of Bibles that right. I saw this creature. And they, they, they did say that all the renditions that they drew yeah. looked very similar. He went, they went to all the hotels and got all the Bibles and stacked them. <laughs> they stacked them up. Yeah, it's, it's, very, it's a very amorphous, kind of almost unformed figure. It's really a weird... <clears throat> I'm going to include a um, link to yeah. the, the photo. You, yeah, you can go online and just find pictures of it. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's, it's almost like Casper the Ghost with arms and legs. You know? it's, it, and the head, it's almost like watermelon yeah, kind of shaped head. And it does have like Maybe like four really long tendril-like yeah. fingers. He, they kind of—he was kind of driving along. Like I think he said it was like ten thirty at night or something. Yeah. driving home, and you see, you know, a lot of these places have when you go to these highways off there in New York. You see like little uh, stone walls. Yes. So this had like mm-hmm. a stone wall off the side, and he kind of glanced over, and this thing was kind of creeping along the top of the wall. <laughs> He's like, "What the hell is that?" It was—he only saw it real briefly, and then it was gone. It scared him a little bit. He was like, she's crawling among a bunch of rocks and thing, and just goes away. Now, the funny thing is about that, and again, this this drives me crazy. It really does. I know it drives Long crazy too. When they, people come up with their suggestions of what it could be. Oh yeah, these are really good. These are really good. <laughs> so well, for, could have been a foal. Yeah, you know, a baby, a well, baby well, let, horse. Let's, let's describe this thing first, okay? These people saw this thing. The, the second guy, the second kid, actually followed it. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Two hours later, this kid, uh, John Baxter, he saw it. He saw it go and he started, started to move away, and he followed it. went down in a gully somewhere, and then it disappeared. It had lost him. And then uh, they say, but they said that uh, it had orange eyes, it was monkey-like, and crouching on all fours. So it moved on the ground like a monkey. But yeah. it was, but, you know, that kind of scrittling along. But it was, it's all white and uh, long spindly fingers and big mm-hmm. bulbous head. Almost like it's something that doesn't know what it is yet. You know, it could be a shapeshifter or hasn't sh- didn't shift. Didn't shift into whatever shape <laughs> it, was, it wanted it was, it was, to be. It was his off day. He didn't have a shift that day. Mm-hmm. And uh, it went from that. You just looked up in the air. Is there something floating over us? Don't do that. In the mirror, I saw something <laughs> hanging from the fan. He looks up. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, the other thing, too, if it's a foal, foals do have tails. 
This thing didn't. Well, no, no depiction would, says it was a tail. And plus, it wouldn't be crawling along, right? Unless it was just born. And if it was just born, where's the mother and everybody else? It, right. If it's that, they're weak. Where did it come from? It couldn't have gone that far. But even a newborn, like it said, also could have been a newborn elk or a moose. Now here's yeah. the, wait. Now here's the other thing. These things don't just wander off. I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. I don't know how many elk are actually in Massachusetts because. I did remember I did that gig in St. Mary's, Pennsylvania, and the big attraction there yeah. was they elk. They have a huge herd there, but they introduced that yeah, herd. Yeah, they have a huge herd there, and I don't think elk are going to go from St. Mary's, Pennsylvania, which is out by Pittsburgh, all the way to Massachusetts. I'm sure there may be some up there. I don't know because you got you know you go to Maine, they got moose. Those things are like dinosaurs. They're so huge. There's stuff out there wandering around you might not see, but. Yeah, those. I remember coming from the, around the same place, probably coming home because it was like a small two lane road you That's had to take down to the highway. To eighty, yeah. So I'm coming down, and there's a light there just as you get there, and it's kind of fall, and I'm sitting. And I see a bunch of people looking across the road, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "What are they looking at?" I turn around, like maybe thirty, forty feet away, is an elk eating like leaves on a maple tree. Yeah. But this thing was like it, it was massive. Massive. And I'm like, elks are massive. And people standing there looking at it. I'm like, holy Christ. Well, when that, you see these things up close, it's like going to a zoo and seeing these animals and you go, wow, you know? Now, listen, I know we're going... But there's no walls here. <laughs> I know we're going off on a tangent, but when I did that gig in St. Mary's, it was in a bed and breakfast. Uh-huh. And I was the only person in the bed and breakfast. It was, it was the middle of December, uh-huh. just like a week before Christmas. And I was told that the place was haunted. and um, Which is I, always good to tell you. It's, it, I finished my gig. Now, again, I'm the only person in the whole bed and breakfast. Like uh-huh. the people who run it don't even live there. And I'm in there after the gig, and I decided after my shower not not to put pajamas on or anything. I put my clothes back on in case I had to make a quick run. That's not unusual. And I'm laying across the bed of my clothes, and I'm hearing all these noises, and I'm hearing now about a snowstorm coming. Yeah. So finally, at about 4.15, I said, I'm out. Yeah. I get to the car as I'm driving. That traffic light you're talking about as you're leaving town or right. entering town, whatever your perspective is, I stop at the light. Why? There's nobody around. I stop at the light, and there's about eight elk just kind of walking around. Like, it kind of, one of them gave like me. a the, gang. One of them gave me, like, the jersey when they look at you, and your head bobs like, hey, how you doing? What's up? <laughs> I'm like, holy God, I got to get out of here. <laughs> it's okay, man. I'm a knight of Columbus. I understand the elks. I understand the elks. But, but the other thing is, even if it was a newborn, one of those elks, moose, or, or They would have said, look, it's an animal in trouble. And they also would have gotten up unless it was injured because they kind of lay on the ground for just a few well, minutes. Yeah, then they kind of push themselves yeah, up on their would, legs. But I'm saying, how far is it going to wander away from the mother? No, it's not. What do you think? A wild horse was in the woods of Massachusetts? Yeah. Died during birth? This thing creep, crept off on its own <laughs> trying to stay alive? No. By hawking motorists? Now, the reason, <laughs> I guess, we, <laughs> we don't hear too much about the Dover Demon, but... In 2009, the Dover Demon was actually featured in an episode of that American horror show, yeah. Lost Tapes. Oh, was it? Yeah, Lost Tapes. You know what? Uh, yeah. On Animal yeah. Planet. Um, I used to like that show, but then I would have loved if they were real. <laughs> oh, you mean when they pretend something was there? They like found they found footage. the tapes. Yeah, they found the you footage. You know, it was really good many years ago. They did an episode of uh, The X-Files where it was shot like cops. Yes, and there was I a saw werewolf. that. 
Yes. That was really interesting. That was, that good. was good. That was really good. Once we leave Walmart, so. And the Dover Demon also is a character in an American see, comic yeah, book see, series, Proof. This is a problem, too, I'm finding. A lot of these creatures, like this, Flatwoods, and some other things, they're all video games now. Yes. So yeah, the they information are. is clouded by that, too. Yeah, we look at it like. So then they take these and create these worlds on video games, and you don't know what effect that's having on your mind. Well, to me, nothing bothers me more than when you look at places <laughs> that have had a lot of Bigfoot sightings, and then they have the Bigfoot souvenir store. And it's, it's just, to me, it's like, all right, stop. I know you want to make some cash on this. Yeah. But you kind of cheapen it. You a do bit, cheapen think, it. You know. Because honestly, I, I've watched some shows with some credible podcast people. That have gone places and seen huge Bigfoot tracks, things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, could they be fake? Of course they can. Well, the thing is this, too. When you see those prints, say they're like 16 inches long. Right. They're huge, okay? Now, you could say, yeah, there's basketball players. There's people with feet that big, but they're not as wide as Not that. as wide, because yeah. Because they'll be 8 inches wide. Exactly. With a hinge in the middle. And it's also in an area, like there was one I was watching, Rocky Mountain Sasquatch. They were talking about one in Ontario. <laughs> that was like John Denver, wasn't it? Rocky Mountain Sasquatch. You're my Bigfoot friend. <laughs> but they had a video of one on the shore. The guy took from a boat. Mm. And it, oh, I remember that. And the, and the great thing was it referenced the Patterson-Gimlin yeah. tape because it said that Bigfoot had all the characteristics of the one that was in the Patterson-Gimlin footage yeah. where it was kind of bent over. The way the ankles came up off the ground, the way the, oh, the head walk, turned, the walk—that was the almost walk. impossible. They had athletes where they wired them up, tried to make them walk that way. They right. couldn't do it exactly. And, so, that thing, and that thing moved at a good. Clip. It wasn't running, but it moved at a steady clip. Yeah, I was watching yeah. footage last night of what do I do in my spare time? I was watching <laughs> a thing about chimpanzees, and these two groups of chimpanzees were going to war. Okay, and they creep through the jungle. They're not making any noise. They're like they're like a military platoon. You watch them, you're like you little bastard. Chimpanzees scare me. But they, uh, the thing is, too, when they took off to run, when they move through the woods, it's amazing. You wouldn't, you could never go through the jungle that fast. No, because everything blocked you. They just run. They go, they yeah. go right through it. So if you got something like big, people say, "Well, I think disappeared so fast because it can move through places. It knows where it's going." That's like if you're in the woods, they tell you never turn around, never start running in the woods because you can, you can turn around for a second, you're going to run into a tree. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? you got to move, but you don't run. Chimpanzee. It's just like you don't run from an explosive or something like that. And, and people take chimpanzees as pets, and then they wonder later why the chimpanzee, like, attacked it and ate its nose and ripped its eyes out and stuff like that. Chimpanzees can be very vicious. Yes. Uh, they mainly eat uh, – now we're way off on a tangent. <laughs> well, the funny thing is they did do some DNA sampling from a spot where they thought Bigfoot had – Rested, mm-hmm. and when it came back, it had like troglodytes uh, DNA or something, which is chimpanzees. Oh, really? And chimpanzees are very close to us. They're like ninety six percent of the same gene pattern. So the know? Bigfoot is close to so, us. So yeah, it's on the same family. But uh, it, you got to look at the and chimpanzees can be very vicious. Yeah, you know? like I, I told you before, I had a job when I was young. I took care of one for a while. <laughs> a little chimpanzee was a little one. I think they eventually put him in a rescue, but. I used to play with him, but I knew once he got to a certain height, it wasn't going to happen. Look at Travis the chimp. Because the other right, the other thing is they're, they're they get very big. strong. Well, yeah, unbelievable. Even the yeah. little ones, because you can't imagine the strength they have. Yeah, and chimpanzees grow; they'll be like five, six, five, seven, maybe sometimes, Oof. and they're like a couple hundred pounds. But if you yeah, took the, when you, that. I've seen one without the hair for some reason. He had a problem. Mm-hmm. It looks like a friggin' bodybuilder, and this wasn't even the biggest one. Wow. They have strength that you cannot believe. 
and they're smart, and but they can be very vicious. And that's why people get get attacked by them. Anything, any extremity goes. Your fingers. Oh yeah. Your genitals. They, they just your go nose, at you. Your, they just rip you apart. Ugh. Ugh. They they snap. I already want to think of that. <laughs> okay, now we horrify right. everybody. Uh, the Dover. <clears throat> oh, that's another thing, though. They said maybe it was an escaped lab monkey. Do they have mysterious labs in the woods of Massachusetts we should know about? Yeah, how many labs are there out there that we don't know a about? A lab monkey just escaped. Was he Richard Kimball? <laughs> oh, no, the I lab monkey. I think they were experimenting me. I don't care. I'm taking you back. And how do they escape? Yeah, well, I've seen that happen. But oh, you have? <laughs> well, you see dogs do it all the time. From labs? You no, know, you see, like, uh, anything. You know, they can mm. get out of anything. You give it long enough. I thought, I'm back to the chimpanzee. Somebody woke me up one morning. I had to go on a Sunday, go over there. The chimpanzee got out of his room. Mm-hmm. They went up through the roof somehow to the ceiling, let everything in the place out. So there were exotic animals running around. I had to go <laughs> capture them all and put them back away and then get him back in his thing. And he was, and he's in a drop ceiling. I'm sticking my head up and it's dark just to light me. And I'm going, and his name was Jacques. I'm like, Jacques, come back. And then he's like, <laughs> then he's like run. It was like alien. This thing would come out of nowhere. I'm like, come on. Then he finally came back and he jumped down with me. And I, That's a okay. I was like, you know, what are you going to do? That really is funny. But he, he had all, it were birds loose. Birds. I had to get Uncle Milty's butterfly net, and as they went by, yeah. snag him. I had better reflexes in those days. But that's that's how I caught a bird. There was a bird in our house yeah, last year. Yeah. Before the night well, before it's we probably were the going best way without hurting them because you don't want to hurt them. The night before we were going to Jamaica, my wife calls me and she goes, "There's something in here." I said, "There's <laughs> nothing great, in here. Great. There's something in here." Okay. Could I, you be more specific? She goes, "I think it was a bat." Nice. Now somebody told was it wearing me, a cape. A, a, a guy used to live next door to me when I I lived in uh, Central Jersey. He had a bat in the house, and when they caught it, the guy who caught it from the from the animal place said, "If there's one, it's there's more. a dozen." Yeah. So I was like, "Oh shoot! I don't want to have a dozen no, bats yeah, in here." They spread out. So she showed me where it was. I was taking a That's stick. I was fun. banging stuff. Nothing's happening. I come I'm back in stuff. to watch TV. She yells, "It's back!" So I go in there and I see it. It's a bird. Yeah. So I go in and I got my uh, trout fishing net. And I swooped and I caught it as it went by me. You put your waders on? And I put it outside. I didn't need the waders, which was good. You might have. If it was a bat, you would have um, needed those waders. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, that was like, uh, it's funny. that's wife, crazy stuff. Your wife was a huge fan of Dark Shadows, and she thought there was a bat She thought it was a bat, of course. It was, it was Barnabas Collins. Yeah, it was Barnabas Collins. Hello. Enjoying the show. So, really, I mean, as far as the Slender Man, they haven't had many recent sightings. No, and that's why, the thing with that is it's a, uh, it's a creation. He started. Right. He started as a, as a story, uh, like thing to write creepy stories on creepy pasta. Yeah, and it was a fake thing. Then kids got into it. And it kind of took. A, and people have said they've spotted them now. But see, then there's always the question of: Are these things created? Do we see them after a while? If there's enough collective thought that create, see this. It's in a, our head, and we. You know. Well, then it, you have the whole thing. It's a, it's an old ancient uh, rituals and things. They had things in Tibet where they they believe you can create a tulpa. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. if you focus with these rituals and you focus your your thoughts in a certain thing, you can actually create uh, something out of air. You can create a being. Right. <laughs> was yeah. A, I was reading a funny story. A guy went to Tibet, do some experimentation there, and then he was leaving. And as he was leaving, this is many years ago. He they figured, let me try and create a tope out of my mind. Mm-hmm. So he did, and he created one. But mm-hmm. the image he created was Friar Tuck from Robin Hood. <laughs> So he's moving with these Tibetan guys, going through the mountains, and Friar Tuck is following them. 
this thing. And he's getting pissed because they won't acknowledge him. But Friar the thing Tuck is, was getting pissed. What? Friar Tuck was getting yeah, pissed. Yeah, okay. the thing's getting mad now because it's like, you know, you conjure me up, you're going to leave me here? What's this all about? Yeah. And then it was like it, they get ravenous, they get hungry, they, they go bigger and stronger. And then yeah. do they kill you? They're, they could be dangerous, yeah. that That's why something like, something that starts out like uh, Slender Man, like a fake thing yeah. on the internet, people, enough people think about it that it actually starts it to manifest one. in some way. It you know, could be. And also, it, somebody posited, is the internet uh, so wide and so vast now that maybe the internet can create things if we talk about hmm. them? That's a bizarre... This is just pure magic. Wait, thing. you know what that reminds me of? In in Ghostbusters, remember when the ghost was saying, choose your destruction. And he goes, everybody, don't think, don't think. Don't and think. he goes, oh no. And he goes, Ray, what did you do, then Ray? You see, then you see the... The giant Stay Puft, Puft guy. Goes, that that was inspirational. <laughs> that was so funny. He's great. He's a sailor. It, there's women in here. He goes, uh, you know, and Bill, that made Bill Murray so much bigger. That time. oh yeah, just little things like nice shooting there, Tex. You know? <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, yeah, I mean, then you have uh, because you have other things like that too that have been talked about, like the mm. rake. That's very similar the to rake. both these things, right? Yeah, you know, uh, slend- long slender hands moving along the ground. Somewhat unformed, pale, you know what I mean? And they say it's almost like a six-foot-tall humanoid, but it yeah. does move very close to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Now, it says... It's probably drunk. So, the rake, it's got pe- very pale skin. The yeah. face is black, blank, <laughs> as in no nose, no mouth, but it's got solid green eyes, one right in the middle. Some say one right in the middle of its forehead, and the other Which two on either now? side. The rake? The rake. Oh. Why they call it? I forget what they call it. I don't know why they call it the rake. A rake used to be a guy who was like uh, dabbled with a lot of women in the old days. He was like oh, really? kind of a cad. You rake. You rake. Well, maybe this You're one poltroon. does. But but Loy also said when it attacks, the mouth opens up as if it's hinged a hinged now, skull, uh, and it opens at the chin, and it has many tiny dull teeth. Don't we all? The thing, <laughs> the thing is, though. Uh, how do you know this? If you saw it attack something, it wouldn't have gotten you. Did you see it attack something? You, it's yeah, just, you would just think. your conjecture. Well, I think it's because supposedly, you know, this was also a fictionist, um, fictitious origin, origin story. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Made yeah, in yeah. 2003. Oh, yeah. And that's what we're where some this people is, said, yeah, we saw it. They didn't see it. This is interesting because, uh, you know, the Dover Demon, they actually feel they saw something. This is this, all this other stuff is people implying that there's something, mm-hmm. and now enough people are going to say, "Was that the rake?" You know what I mean? Then it becomes. It's a, we're watching the creation of new folk legends, is what this is. Yeah. Although so, now they talk about the rake kind of occurring and starting in 2003, but when they started looking at stuff, um, documents about certain cryptids and things well, like that, things just get different names. Right, because they did find something from um, a Spanish journal that was dated um, 1880. Yeah. It was not Admiral Bird. I have seen the thing in Antarctica. And also a mariner's log from 1691 that kind of described a similar creature. Yeah. Well, then again, look at <clears throat> it's like the stories of the Wendigo. Yeah. Tall, slender yeah. thing, eating everything, yep. ravenous, running around the woods. You know, you don't want how far these things go back. Is it just a different thing? Is it something that changes appearance with the changing of the times? I definitely think there are things that are shapeshifters that don't actually shift, but project different things through our minds. Like mm-hmm. you said, why are you thinking of the Stay Puft Man? Right. They'll change and say, oh, I saw a Bigfoot. So you didn't see like, so you a see giant, Bigfoot. strange creature running around. You saw like a friendly Bigfoot. 
Now, if you want to see an image of the of the rake, like if you go to YouTube and you type in a search for the rake, yeah. um, some of them are undoubtedly completely fake. But that's some the pro- that's a problem with a lot of this. But some of them on the trail cams, you see these things that could you would think they might be the rake. They resemble the description <laughs> of the rake. And it, they're hard to explain. And if they're not the rake, and there's other things out there, I don't want to go. That there. I don't want well, to know that, about. You got that famous one, the thing that looks like the rake coming out of the woods to attack a moose or a deer or something. You right. That one. That's I mean, a really you crazy don't know. video. You, see, I don't have the ability to really review these things in video labs or something like that, like like Bruce Maccabee might do. But that, that, and again, that's why when I look at these things, I look to see who's posting it. Oh, always. Is it a very credible always, source? Always. Is it someone who puts up crazy crap that I used, is I, just, you know. I used to do that as a kid when I read the papers. Uh, I used to, like, see who wrote it. Because you'll, right. you'll see, oh, look at this here. Then you'll read the end. Some guy who had a stake in the story. Yeah, of course. You know, I learned that from my father, not to automatically believe everything. He was a skeptic on everything. He told me yeah. about every famous politician when I was growing up, he told me all the dirt on all of them. That he knew. I'm like, so he's he's kind of like, yeah, people know all this stuff. It doesn't never comes out. Yeah. Kind of like what we're seeing now. Well, now it comes out and people just don't care. Yeah. So, you know, we're so of. jaded. What yeah, matters really anymore? Right. You could steal. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You steal. could do this. You could do that. Everything just, is, but this could be, this could be, uh, in, in esoteric theology, this could be the, uh, the breaking and the opening of the different seals that weren't supposed to yeah. be open. Things that weren't supposed to be done. Or, or now we're doing all of them. It's like, okay, one more. Hey, we are the Wizards of Odd, so here's something odd. I saw the other day that two employees of a chain store were fired because they tried to stop someone from stealing. Yeah, I know. Why would you even want it? Isn't that... Why would you... If I'm working in retail and someone's stealing, I'm just like, okay, go ahead, I don't care. I'm not going to get fired. Yeah, not to comment on legalese or different cases or anything, get into that. Like, you see people go to help somebody on the subway, they... Somebody's a really horrible person. Somebody actually gets up to do something, they get in trouble. Right. And I've seen right. a lot of people we know who got in trouble for just you know, and just did something. Yeah. They said, "Well, you got carried away with that." No. no. See, if I had to, if I had to intervene, and I probably would because I can't keep my mouth shut. Uh, if I was to intervene in something like that, I would immediately say to everybody, "Okay, I have a bag here. Put all your cell phones in the bag. You'll get them back later. After I go home, delete everything on here." Right. <laughs> Let me take care of it. And I'll then, send right. it back to you. <laughs> I'll give yeah. you my number. You can call me and come and get your phone, but you're not. <laughs> I'm going to delete everything you just taped. You, you know, it's funny when we talk about all these things, the um, the Slender Man, which we're going to talk about next, the Rake, the Dover Demon. I laugh really hard because I think I mentioned it very early in the show. There was a time that I I quit going to college. I was going to St. Peter's University. I quit. And I told my dad I wanted to go to the Pacific Northwest and become a forest ranger. Yeah, you told me this once. And in reality... You can still do it. In reality, the last place I ever want to be yeah. is the woods. From what you tell like, me, I, yeah. A friend of mine on Facebook... You never want to go in the woods. This was the best. You didn't even want to go to the park. A friend of mine on Facebook puts up... And I'm going to try to find it and play it. All right. He puts up the sound of foxes in the woods, oh, and they yeah. make crazy screaming noises. Yeah, they do. They do. And the thing is, though, that I even responded back, and I said, what you really got to be kidding me with this. And he, and he goes, no, this is what it is. I said, I would never want to. He goes, first of all, I would never want to live away from the woods. I yeah, love the woods. Right, right. I said, well, the thing is, when you, uh, 
when you do encounter Bigfoot, I will need you to call into the show with pictures, <laughs> audio, and everything else. And um, and he was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, I just don't, I mean, that stuff, I wouldn't want to hear that stuff. It just drives you. Well, let me tell you something. That that stuff plays a big part in uh, psychological operations in the military. Mm-hmm. Because they do things that unnerve the enemy. That's their job. That would unnerve me. Well, let me give you two good examples. All right, hold on one second. Listen to this. I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. That's a dog. There's a dog. It's a chihuahua with bronchitis. Yeah, that, see, if you don't recognize, it's creepy as shit. Is it, seriously, if I'm on the deck and I hear that... You're going inside. Well, yeah, among the things I'm doing is I'm going inside. Yeah. That, that's just... How you? How could you live with that? See, I have a problem because I answer them all the time. I would go... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, don't encourage them. Um, two good examples of the psychological operations thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a good sideline. It's to unnerve the enemy and do strange things. In Iraq, one of the things they did, they had a village maybe that was really hunkered down and hard to get to. These guys would be there, and they wanted to go get them out of there and assault it, so they wanted to screw at their heads during the night, like not let them sleep or anything. Okay. They took huge speakers and set them up and broadcast at high volume the sounds of animals being slaughtered. Oof. Like, ah, all these sounds all Holy night. They project to make these guys crack. Did they? Yeah, well, I don't know about that particular story, but here's an even creepier one. All right, this is this one happened. This was one that was used during the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. and you know the Huey helicopters. You know they had speakers. If you yes. see Apocalypse Now, what they did at one point, they flew helicopters at night over where they knew Viet Cong and everybody was hunkering down, and they played uh, recordings that sounded like ghosts, and they were like Vietnamese ghosts talking about how they couldn't settle, and they had to wander because they died fighting in the middle of nowhere and they couldn't get home. Oh, jeez. So they were broadcasting these sounds of, like, dead Vietnamese supposedly talking from and, the spirit world. And the Asian people, they well, take that, was that part shit of their, very well, seriously. That, that's why they were playing on their yeah. culture. Wow. But that's what they, those are two, and those are years and years apart. You can imagine what they do now. Wow. That's okay. why a lot of these things that happen, you got to look at what, what it is because sometimes there is a component of that psychological, yeah, you know, scientific DARPA work on your head. <laughs> you have to be able to recognize it so you can ignore it. So when we talk about internet-created uh, cryptids or creatures, one of the ones that I think it might be the most famous one of all because there was actually a murder trial about it with oh, those Slender two Man. with those two girls, Slender Man. That is a very very. The girl didn't die. She didn't kill her. I thought they killed a girl. No, they stabbed her very badly. She survived, I think. Really? They, they lured her out into the woods. It was a good friend of theirs. And these two oh, girls, near fatal stabbing. And okay. these two girls like stabbed her like 20 times or something, 30 times. Yeah. And uh, left her for dead because they wanted to give her to the Slender Man. The Slender Man actually requested See, her. See, they believed yeah. it. They yeah. Believed also, but there were some signs of schizophrenia in the one. In the one girl? Yeah, okay. at least. I mean, it's, it's like they really, it's like one of those cases where you really don't know what to do. They're girls that are disturbed. And, you know, this is what I say. People say the question all the time, how did that person become radicalized? Look at what your kids are watching. These kids weren't yeah. radicalized, but they beca- they were driven crazy yeah. because they had a, a problem to begin with, probably issues. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, which isn't accused him of anything. It's a sad story all around. And uh, these things played on their mind, and they allowed to build. Yeah. And these things don't just happen overnight. Even no, no. Gun they, shootings and stuff. You know yeah. there's something wrong there. Yep. And but nobody pays attention. You know, sometimes it's not noticeable. You know what I mean? It's it's just like serial killers could walk around the store all day. You wouldn't know he's a serial killer because he looks like he dresses from uh, you know. Going to a, like a mannequin in a department store and looks yeah. just like a regular guy. You got people like the BTK killer and people like yeah. that. They, these are people are shapeshifters in a way too. Ted Bundy. Yes. Ted Bundy. The woman Bundy. wrote a book, "The Stranger Beside Me" by Ann Rule. Mm-hmm. Now she was she was a very uh, uh, insightful crime writer and everything. She spent time with him working at a crisis hotline phone. That's crazy. And didn't have any inkling that he was a murderer or anything. He used to walk her to her car at night. But then when she, she was convinced when she saw they were in the trial, she still wasn't sure. But then when they presented bite evidence and when he bit his victims and matched his crooked teeth, she was like, oh, my God, it is him. That's crazy. Now, and look at the BTK killer, one of the worst of all time, worked in a church. Yeah, that's right. That they know what people hide. Monsters hide in plain sight until you recognize them, then half their power is gone. Yeah. That's why they always say, like, even going back to exorcisms, the priests try very hard not to mention the name of the demon because they said you empower it. Well, yeah, the thing is, most of the time you have to find the name of the demon to well, make it go away. That too, yeah. That's the trick. But then not, you know, mention it, but then well, you just you don't, don't keep addressing it. You don't have it. a conversation. Right. You don't, you don't start talking. You don't negotiate. Then you lose. Now, the Slender Man is relatively thin. recent. Be- he is thin. <laughs> relatively recent. Uh, it really, they said it was created like in June of 2009. And it was from an internet forum, and it was kind of based on the writings of H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, I think it came from Creepypasta. Yeah, it I'll, was Creepypasta. Let me tell you yes, something. Was. Was, once again, I was going to do my old books. I have all the old H.P. Lovecraft books. Mm-hmm. I read them all when I was young. That's some of the creepy shit. And it's actually... Very creepy. It's actually very interesting uh, compared to a lot of the uh, cryptids and things and theories today about quantum physics. It all fits together, but... We have, that's it, another show. And again, Slenderman becomes so popular because they put him in video games... It's all over TV. Yeah, you believe he's there. Right. And all these Reddit, um, you know, everybody's on Reddit and TikTok and those things. And they're all, it's all prevalent in there where they put it in there. Well, if you don't have a real, if you don't have a real core of belief, then, then you're, you, mm-hmm. have, you fill that space with something else. I don't believe in God, but I believe in Slender Man. Right. You know what I mean? It, it's like you, you're going to believe in something. So choose something meaningful that can do something for you. No, anybody else fill up that space with garbage. They said that in 2015, there was an epidemic of suicide attempts by young people uh, ranging from the age of 12 to 24 on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. Mm. Now, some people, some reporters said that they thought that it was like they were all they were all like influenced by Slender Man. Really? But the tribe president actually noted that many Native Americans traditionally believe in a suicide spirit similar to Slender Man. Comes and drives you. Or the, and they actually call him Big Man. And, um, hey, Big Man. But the thing is, I mean, again, like you said, the more you keep it alive in print and in video and in your words and thoughts, the more prevalent it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and also there may be something culturally that it aligns itself with. that it, Maybe it already has a life somewhere. And you accidentally rever- you know, give it more life by doing something similar, right? You gotta be when you play with it. You can't play with it. people play with evil today, like it's a no. toy. No. The more I'm, 
not researching, but just watching things on demonic. Yeah, you, that that'll drag you in. You real it does drag you and in. You don't want to be in that world. No, not at all. <coughs> um, now, so though, so the Slender Man was kind of created. The Dover Demon supposedly was seen, but maybe created. The Rake was created. Here's something that started to me. I mean, 25 years ago, relatively. Um, actually, longer than 25 years ago, relatively uh, recent. Black Eyed Children. Yeah. yeah. And to me, of all of them, we have had so many more sightings of black eyed children. It, what's weird is more sightings are in England and Europe than anywhere in the world. Well, yeah. This is, sometimes it's, it, it probably reverberates uh, more with their culture, mm-hmm. with the way they believe in spirits and you know, entities that come at night, all that thing. Although, what's weird is that, well, first of all, um, Brian Bethel, who was a Texas reporter, and what he, what he said was, I think it was 1996, he said that he had an encounter, he was in the parking lot of a movie theater, and a couple of kids came up to him, oh, they were okay. wearing hoods, and they said that they were asking him for money that they wanted to go see the movies. That was almost over. That was almost over, right. It was busy. So he kind of was like, no, I, I'm, you know, I'm not going to do that. This, that. Then they wanted a ride. They wanted to get in the car. They wanted to get in the car. And when the one kid pulled back his hood and then the other followed, he was able to see that both of these children, who were probably around 12, 13 years old, had completely black eyes, yeah. no white in the eyes at all, which freaked him out. Oh, yeah, I'll do it. So he decided, I'm out of here. Yeah. He starts moving the car. Now they're banging on the car window, and they're saying to him, we really need a ride, but we can't come in unless you ask us. Okay, then don't worry about it. You're not coming in. You're going to get a real black guy. And now he did not immediately, now he was a reporter, he did not immediately put that in a newspaper or anything. He had a conversation, kind of like a text chain or an email chain, with friends of his. Yeah. Then one of the friends kind of told somebody else, hey, did you hear what happened to Brian? Yeah, he didn't, he didn't try to make up a story to profit he, from it. No. He didn't even really blast it around his friends. He just mentioned it because it was so strange. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, now he's hearing about his story out in, out in the internet. Yeah. So he decides. What the hell? Well, I might as well tell the story well, as yeah, it happened. Yeah, the story's out. You might as well get the truth out. Tell, yep. tell, the, tell the truth of the story. And actually, he actually in 2012 he told his story on that reality TV series, Monsters and Mysteries in America, That's a good which show. Yeah, that is a good show. And he wrote a follow up article um, describing it. Um, there was a week in 2014 in England that the. The British tabloid, the Daily Star, ran three very sensationalistic front-page stories about sightings connecting to the sale of a haunted pub right outside. They would say people... Their papers are out of control. Oh, they're crazy. But people would leave the pub and encounter these black-eyed children (laughs) that were supposedly attached to the pub. Then go back in the pub. Um, But they couldn't go in? They they were underage. I guess they couldn't. They were underage. They didn't have... uh, but the thing is, Mister Buy Me Cigarette. <laughs> when you think about it, 
Don't they sound like vampires? Well, yeah, that's the thing people always comment because of uh, the permission thing. Right. Permission to come in. Yep. Permission to come aboard, sir. Permission. <laughs> but the thing is, it's, it's like, um, I think it's indicative of uh, you don't want to invite evil into your life. Yeah. Like, don't invite it in. Like, so many people do things and, they, you know, something will happen. They go, yeah, maybe we did that 10 years ago. Yeah, what happened there? Yeah, you gotta you gotta monitor yourself. You gotta monitor what you do. Everything you do has a, has an action, a reaction. So. Now, I did hear a story about the black eyed children. It might have been on that um, coast to coast with um, yeah, I listen to that George. Lot, yeah. That's was, a good show. I think it was hosted Sometimes by I George Norrie. All right, I don't listen to it all. I turn it off, but a lot of it is very good. But there was a story about a woman and a man who did not have children, and there was a knock on their door which was weird because it was like 9.30, 9.45 at night. And they, when they went to the door, they saw it was, there were two children, maybe the age of six and eight years old. And when they, she opened the door, they said, we can't find our mom and we're afraid. Can we come in? And the woman said, of course you can come in. She let them in. The husband who was watching TV went over to talk to them. He said he immediately knew there was something weird about these two kids. Mm-hmm. And she was trying, obviously, you know, as a nurturing woman, she's going to try to help the kids. And then they saw when they picked their heads up and pulled their hoods back that they had black eyes. Yeah. That's me. So the husband said, you're going to have to leave. So they eventually, they the kids put up a real fight. You invited us in, the whole thing. Please. They got them out. They slam the door, lock the door, call the police. From that point on, both the woman and her husband have had serious medical conditions that came out of nowhere. So they had a reaction. Yeah, I've, I've heard. Yeah, because people have said what people happens, have said that. I said, what happens if you let them in? And they, they, they feel like they right. were drained somehow. It's like a battery. Now, if you... If you remember the story I told you about when Shannon said that she encountered that little boy ghost. Yeah. Okay. The first time she encountered that little boy ghost was he was outside their front door. Yeah, see, I thought of that when you told and me And I that. thought immediately yeah, of don't that. Don't open the door. But it's not because it... it it's something else crazy. It's definitely something, it's something else crazy. Yeah, there were other stories like that, too. There was a guy who was a cop. And his wife, I forget mm-hmm. where it was, and uh, they had two boys, like, I think 9, 10 or something, banging on their door in the middle of the night. Like, yeah. late, late. Yeah. And he went to the door, and he said he actually had a gun because he was a cop. He thought, was somebody at my door? Yep. And they said, we need to use your phone. I need to call home. I need to use the phone. And they said, well, there's a phone right there at the bottom of the hill. It's a pay phone right there. You can call from there. Yeah. And they go, oh, we don't have any money. We'll, we'll give you change if you want. Go call from there. Well, that's the other thing. They talk weird. But then, yeah, they don't make sense. And like, then, they don't make sense. And then they said, they said, well, they said you couldn't find a phone. <laughs> the phone's right there. Yeah. They go, well, there's a problem with it or something like yeah. that. And they go, wait right here. And he closed the door. So they came in. They, he goes, and they, they, they go, well, okay, we'll go check. We'll go call from there. And he goes, a minute later, he looked down and there was nobody And they there. were gone. It was yeah. something, something like that. Because they wanted him in the house. Yeah. They didn't want to make the yeah. phone call. Uh, you're not going to so let him. Weird. Because also, somebody comes to your door, a kid comes to your door and needs help, or a woman comes to your door in the middle of the night and needs help. You know. You don't know if that's what it is. It could be a, a thing for home invasion. I mean, you know, right. you've seen uh, Clockwork Orange. Please, I had an accident. Well, there's a lot of stories about, you know, a woman running to a door screaming that, help, I've been attacked, this yeah. and that. And when you open the door, all of a sudden five people rush yeah, it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I never open a door. They'll never leave that house again. 
Yeah, I would not rush your door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Um, yeah, but, so, the, yeah, that's the thing. And there have been reports of black-eyed uh, adults, too. Yes, there have been. Which could, maybe these are the children of the men in black. Who knows? That's so weird. But, you know, it's, uh, you don't know what that is because, thing, like I said, things take a form to fool you first. Yeah. It's all about yeah. fooling us. A lot of these stories probably have the same root, even though they seem like different things. Mm-hmm. They probably have the same root. There's something going on that's very strange. It's there's, always been going on. Yeah, there's definitely some. And people starting to notice it. And every time people start to notice it, it causes big problems. There's all big upheavals and stuff. Yeah, that's weird. But the black-eyed children have always been, to me, really, really fascinating. It's a bit of a puzzle. It is. It's, well, because it's so you're, thinking, weird. you're thinking of these innocent kids. Yeah. And then so they're so malevolent looking. Yeah. That's the fascination there. It's, it's like when you think, it's a modern thing with vampires. So you look at vampires now, they're also uh, perfect Swab. for the track. Yeah, but exactly. They used to be like shambling messes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like you look at the Nosferatu, the original vampire, where that. he was like, that. you know. <laughs> well, you, you know, I do that all the time at home. Yeah. I, I do it as a joke. I don't know if my wife even I do that. I'll go like, Here's Nosferatu reading a book, and I'll go. <laughs> Don is now like I'll, I'll clutching like, the book yeah, with I'll his long like, fingers. Look, I'm going to cook. I, have, I must go in the other room for a minute, and I'll walk like that. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> Did you ever see the movie? Uh, what was it? Something of the Vampire, Mark of the Vampire, or something like that. It, it was one with William Dafoe. It was about the making of that movie. Oh, the making of Nosferatu. Nosferatu. It was about the making of that. But they went, so they go, to the, and they shot it like that. But it was as if the guy really was a vampire. Members of the crew start missing. Oh, really? You killed another one of our crew. I was hungry. <laughs> but Willem Dafoe plays a vampire. Very I, a good actor. A um, friend of my cousin's, actually. I actually don't watch a lot of vampire movies because of all the things that are out there, yeah. vampires really freak me out. Well, the thing is, too, yeah, I know. You know why? Because when I was about eight years you old. a vampire? No, uh, we were at uh, a relative's house. I think it was in Belleville. And they lived in one of these old, oh, real old colonials. And the room that we, me and my brother were going to watch TV in was upstairs in one of the spare rooms they had. And, um, you know, it only had 11 channels or nine channels. And one of them was a vampire thing. And it was dark and creepy in the house. And I always associate that with... You know, just being creeped out, being in the house. Yeah, and uh, and I don't watch too many. It's a bad memory. Hit yeah. Bad t- well, that's like <laughs> I've told you a story. Uh, it's another comedy story. I was up in uh, Lake George area doing a, doing a gig up there, but I had, dri- had such a long drive to get there. Yeah, got there shortly before the show, so I didn't get time to go to a hotel, eat or anything. So I did the show. So yeah, a couple. Of, I'm a little buzzed and I'm exhausted. And I'm, I'm like, okay. And I go well, here. I go. Where's my room? Oh, it's up this road. You go up here and you get off the highway here and you go up Bloody Pound, Bloody Pound Pond Road, <laughs> Bloody Pound Road, and you'll see the place there. It looks like you know, a bunch of cabins or something. I go, wait a minute, Bloody Pond Bloody Road. Bloody Pond Road. They go, yeah, it was like a fight with uh, Native Americans and so many people were killed or something that it looked like it was blood. The pond. Oh. Okay. So I go up there. Now I'm exhausted. My mind's all over the place. I'm in there. I check in. And you go in. It's one of these places. And uh, it was like a motel or a hotel. But it looked like it was all wood. 
Yeah. It was like it was like the Bates Motel, like the outside. It looked like law. It was all wood. It yeah. was weird. So I go to my room, I drag my ass in there and I sit down, you know what I mean? I'm like, fuck, I'm tired and now I'm all creeped out. And you know, I I you know, I take a couple of hits off a joint, I gotta try and get some sleeves. I turn the T V on. It was like that. There was no real reception or anything. Right. So it was this grainy thing. I could only get one channel. And all it was 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 like a half it was hour. Cinemax. It was a half hour of friggin' Indian attacks. <laughs> so On I'm, bloody so pond I, road. So it comes as the only channel I can get, and I'm thinking <laughs> of that, and I hear, woo, 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 and I'm like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. <laughs> That's hysterical. So it's like talk about bad timing, you know? I'm like, <laughs> you almost want to laugh. Like I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> Oh man! This, this, life knows how to find you. You, you know. You know what's funny? Uh, before we did this, we were talking during the week about. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, Slenderman and the we're rake. We're not going to go off any. But what you know? But the thing is, I don't know how much there is to talk about. Well, it's fifty-two minutes in. Yeah, and yeah. it's time for us to actually uh, say goodbye. Listen, before we do that, I want to mention um, we have a new sponsor. A nude. A nude sponsor. No, not nude. New. New. Oh, okay. And you said it was hot. This sponsor is awesome. And it's Silk City Hot Sauce. Mm. And I love Silk City Hot Sauce. We've actually, uh, we got samples of it. And I, lo- I, I really like them. They're from Vermont. And this guy is a perfect fit for our show. Because uh, hopefully very soon he'll, I'll talk to him. And we'll see if we can talk well, about yeah, some yeah, of the yeah, things yeah, he does. Yeah, you don't want to disturb the sponsor, you know. But they have a really good relationship with a farm up there in Vermont. They grow all the peppers and the ingredients for the Silk City hot sauces. And they've got flavors like Dragon, which is a blend of roasted, uh, fire-roasted and grilled peppers, roasted squash, and maple syrup. Uh, you take him some innovative work to do this. He must have done a lot of experimentation. The Jezebel. They came out really good. The Jezebel is one of my favorites, and that's with fresh raspberries, strawberries, and green habanero. Uh, honey habanero. Killer Hot, which is really hot peppers like habanero and ghost ghost peppers you don't mess with. Yeah. Oh, no. That's why they call them ghost peppers. Hot syrup. A blend of maple syrup, apple cider, and freshly squeezed long hot cayenne Ooh, peppers. Baby. So, And then the artwork on the bottle. You've seen it. Yeah. The artwork's oh, yeah, really... Absolutely. It's like that retro oh, yeah. comic well, book it, it thing. Shows, it shows you his uh, sensibilities. He's got an interesting artistic sensibility, yeah. especially with the sauces. That's I mean, with the... Uh, the hot sauce is because he's he's doing something that he's uh, inspired to do. He's well, a little chemistry there. Listen, if you like hot sauce, I, better. I greatly encourage you to give it a try. Go to SilkCityHotSauce.com really? and on checkout, put in the code ODD for our show. And you will get 15% off. So remember, the coupon code is ODD. ODD. Silk City Hot Sauce. Dot com, You will enjoy it. I, I promise you. I've enjoyed the hot sauces. I'm a big Cholula fan. Yeah. I'm now alternating between Cholula and Silk City. Ted will not spare you wrong, steer you wrong when it comes to food. When I, no, when it comes to food. You, uh, no, I mean, not because he eats a lot. I'm just saying because he knows food. He, loves, he knows I, food. Yeah, I mean, if it's not good, I'm not yeah, going to use yeah. it. And I, I thought it was, it was gr- the samples yeah, he, he sent he were honestly, great. I love he them. honestly loves this stuff. I really do love this stuff. So... SilkCityHotSauce.com. I also want to thank everyone that listens to the show. You can support our show by going to Silk City Hot Sauce, by by buying hot sauce, giving it a try. Also, by liking our episodes, subscribing, and most importantly, telling other people. Tell those people. (laughs) 
<coughs> excuse me, if you have get a story, tilt. get a tilt. If you have a story, easiest way to do it is record it and then email it to us yes. to wizardsoddpodcast at gmail.com. If you're having any kind of issues with that, go on Facebook and direct message us. Yes. Uh, Don, this was very interesting. I enjoyed doing this show. Um, he's not much of a demon. No, he's not a demon. He's just like a creepy guy. They know, it was sounded better than the Dover, the Dover White thing crawl on the, lo- the wall. Then that's a long title, the Dover White thing crawl. Well, on that would the be wall. a subtitle that's- for the sequel, <laughs> Dover Demon Two. Dover- he, put, he puts on a hat. Do- <laughs> <laughs> well, it's about time for us to leave. But I want to thank everybody for listening to the show, subscribing. Deb Potts, thank you. Keep those thoughts and all coming in. And uh, Don, anything left? No, I think that's about it. All right. I hope you enjoyed your Memorial Day. I did. Man, please remember the people that fallen. Yes. What are you still listening for? The show is over. Yeah, get out. Get Come on, man. Get Go do things. Go look for demons. Seriously, I'm going to count to three. I want you to leave. Yeah. One, two, three.